Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Food in the Hood. This is Ben Ma along with Amanda Sia. In this episode, Amanda and I continue to discuss Way to Graduate School Part Three. We discussed personal statement, CV slash resume, and some supplemental material. As always, you can contact us at fihpodcast at gmail dot com. Thanks for listening. So, personal statement. Yes. Once again, this is a very time-consuming process because a lot of times different universities might have slightly different requirements.、Um, but typically, I would say I think most universities have a pretty standard format, and you can you know、mm-hmm. tweak the details a little bit and use it for different universities that you apply to. Yeah, if you're applying to very similar programs, say if you're only interested in flavor chemistry and you're just applying for different flavor chemists. Right. Uh huh. Then、yeah. in that sense, you know, you might use pretty much the same personal statement, but tailor it to that specific university. So, if you apply to Ohio State, but also Cornell for flavor, you know, you might mention like, "Oh, this is the professor I want to work with." You might highlight like, you might highlight certain things that this university has that will be very conducive to your career goal.、Um, so、mm-hmm. really, it's you. You just gotta personally tailor that statement to the university you're going to. So that's more about like the the specific part. But what about the general structure of a personal statement? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough question, right? I think, I think it's pretty personal. <laughs> it's pretty personal. It's, it is right, and is there's so many ways you could go about it. And the only people who really know what works and what doesn't is probably the adcom. Or the admission committees at different、uh-huh. places, but since we both got into grad school, <laughs> Ben and I, thankfully, <laughs> uh, thankfully, um, Ben, do you want to briefly talk about how you wrote your personal statement? Like, how did you、okay. structure it? Yeah, so I guess my was more or less within the ordinary structure of an essay. So I had a thesis or a theme going on in the personal statement, which is, I, I am interested in food science. I want to be an independent food researcher upon my graduation, and this is sort of the hook of who I am or、right. who I wish to be in the future.、Mm-hmm. But then I started with my some of my previous experience that are again multi-angle. To shape who I am, more than just、um, a kid who likes to go to graduate school and has a decent grade, right? Right. And then I moved along with what I think research would, what I think research can contribute to myself, and how I can contribute to that institution.、Mm-hmm. So this is one of the ways that I normally think is. You know, again, a, a personal statement is opportunity to、uh, showcase yourself,、uh, but it's also a, a, a chance to showcase your ability to contribute to that place, right? Your your potential future、right. home for three or say five years,、yeah. even up to five years. So and and show your value with more than just a good student that can spit out some research paper potentially for that school, but what else can you do? To、mm-hmm. enrich that community, to 
connect with different people and what kind of value that you can create on top of you being a graduate student. Right. And those are some things I would highlight. And then towards the end, I normally go to, you know, a conclusion with some future career, um, you know, foreseeing my future career or saying how I can, uh, once I get my degree, what I want to do and normally end on a high note for, you know, how ties to my own self values of how graduate school could help me to achieve those self values. Mm -hmm. And that's how, that's how I think completes the loop and kind of gave up a page or so single spaced that's how that's how long i write right right uh-huh what about yours i would say mine is pretty similar um and i think it's really important like you have been saying to tell a cohesive story so um for me i also did the whole two-way thing right where i told where, where i told them um, this is how I can contribute to your institution. Institution. This is how I can contribute to the research lab. These are the skills I'm offering, um, or you know, these are the things I bring with me. But at the same time, I also talk about how whatever they're doing is going to help me further my career goal. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say that that's a really nice way to put it, and that's what my other friends have done while applying to grad school. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. so I would say mine was pretty similar to Ben's in that sense. I'm actually trying to pull up my personal statement right now. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> it's been so so long. It's uh-huh. been... Oh, actually, it hasn't been that long. It's been two years. Two Wait. years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been two years. Um, exact two years, right. Actually, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Dude, that's yeah. so fast. I know, right. Wow. Do you uh, want to sacrifice your... Uh, your statement as a sample so we can post it. <laughs> Dude, my statement sucks though. Okay, I'm reading it right now. I just found it and I opened it. So okay. I talk a little okay. bit about my... Okay, so what I did... Okay, I can give you guys a breakdown of the structure. So... Um, <laughs> so my personal statement, the first sentence I wrote was this semester, I am growing to like Monday mornings. <laughs> oh, where, that's your that's your hook. That's my hook. That's my hook. <laughs> oh, okay. Where I get to measure protein content in cheese using the Keldell method. <laughs> that, that's that, that's that should be my statement. <laughs> that's exactly oh, what I did wait. Monday morning. <laughs> is, is that what you wrote to Ben? What's that? Did you legit write that too for your personal statement? No, no, oh, no. Oh, okay. I, I was like, did we end up writing the same thing? But okay, hold on. So that's something I like to do for my personal statements, both in grad school and undergrad. I always start with a hook because I like storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, so for me, that little hook was going to go into a segue about how my interest in food chemistry and analytical um, food chemistry grew. And then... Mm-hmm. From then, I talked about my career goal and then how I'm currently working with uh, what kind of research I am currently working on and who I've worked with in the past and how that kind of plays into my career goal and how I can use those skills um, in the food science labs that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. So um, I also talk about my... Oh, okay. I forgot I even talked about this, but I also talk about my... 
um, involvement with IFTSA product competitions and food in- uh, internships I had in the industry um, mm-hmm. and grant writing skills, etc. That Oh, yeah, for the Europe project. Yeah, yeah, for Europe. <laughs> I think when I wrote about grant writing skills, I was thinking small world coffee hour, but I guess that works too. <laughs> you know it's it's cross parallel um, okay yeah, and yeah, yeah like like ben my budgeting pers- let's put it this way budgeting yeah yeah <laughs> budgeting uh-huh. uh, and then yeah so similar to ben my entire personal statement was only one page single spaced mm-hmm. yeah which i think Same it's here. like you know a good size like you know you don't want it to be too long because they could get bored yeah especially I feel like if you're going for longer, I don't know. There's some university has a limit, but some others just say like send a personal statement. Right. If you right. really have very extensive experience that you feel yeah. is necessary to talk about, maybe. But for uh-huh. me, since I don't think my experience is that extensive and I think a lot of things they could see on my resume. Mm-hmm. So I just left that part out. Yeah. So, hey, we should whoever's listened to this and may have a say a page and a half or longer personal statement if you want to share it uh, please contact us <laughs> yeah ben and i would gladly <laughs> read it for you yeah 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 i'm i'm actually curious i i don't know if anybody around me have done oh maybe maybe my lab mate did it yeah should you should ask, ask them okay yeah uh-huh. i've had i have two or three undergrads send me their personal statements for review Oh, really? Uh, only one of them was actually in food science, but... <laughs> oh, so you're one of those people. I'm one of those people, oh, yes. okay. Do uh-huh. I get paid for it? No. <laughs> Should I? No, <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. I actually enjoy enjoy reading them. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. But, but I, I guess, uh, I don't know how much we're being helpful here, but for, for personal statement. But I think personal statement overall... Um, it's again very personal. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what's a good way to describe right. it. Just because Ben and I use the structure or format doesn't mean it's, you know, doesn't mean you have to use it, or doesn't mean there can be a better way to do it to tell your story better, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. but we just want to share what worked for us, mm-hmm. um, and p- potentially if you're at a loss, and this could be a structure that you model your personal statement after, and then you can tweak it to your own taste. Oh, yeah, but definitely share your personal statement with multiple people and get some critiques back. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. And who else would you I suggest? I would like to, to say that professors are also a good you know, resource to show your personal statements to. Cause oh, yeah, oh, yeah. When they pick their graduate students, obviously, um, they read their personal statements and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So other than profs, who who else do you think it will be important to maybe share your personal statement? To? I also shared mine when I was an undergrad. I shared mine with graduate students that, uh-huh. uh because they have gone through the whole process, right? Right, right, right. So I feel like they might have a good perspective mm-hmm. on whatever I was going through. Yeah, or even I'd say sort of just peer to peer reviewing mm-hmm. or right to people who are similar to you and uh, who probably know you for a long time, let's put it this way. Like maybe you guys went to freshman year in classes together all the way to senior year. 
or you guys been in like several group projects together. So people could see you differently. Right. And you could include some of those like other people's opinion and incorporate that into your personal statement. For sure. Is that what you did, Ben? I'm not sure if I did it. It was it was kind of impromptu thought that just came out right uh, now. <laughs> I, I think I did that with my friends. I gave it to friends I've known since freshman year who are not uh-huh. in food science. I gave it to people in like public health <laughs> okay, and like neuroscience. But I just found it was useful to have someone who knows me in a much deeper capacity. And then kind of, like you said, compare their point of view with how I view myself. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. always a very, you know, because you, sometimes you find that people see you very differently from how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. And there might be certain strengths in you that you might not be aware of that you could bring to your application from their point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that I feel is, it's about how personal statements should go. Right. And, and it definitely, and, and treat it, I would say at a philosophical level, <laughs> treat <laughs> Treat this personal statement writing as a reflection process of yourself. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Don't just say that I have to do this because I want to go to graduate school. Sure, that might be like 80% of it. But leave at mm-hmm. least 20% of it to yourself. Don't just treat it as a requirement for your grad school application. Mm-hmm. But really take advantage of this sort of enforcement of you to reflect on yourself through the by the time you're applying to graduate school, it'll be at least three or three and a half years have passed since your adulthood, or if not longer, right? And being independently li- living and sometimes working and studying on a university campus, uh, foreseeable getting a foreseeable bachelor degrees in whatever program you're in really can enhance your understanding on yourself too. Right. And that's very, I think that's a very good point. It's a great time to reflect on the past three and a half, four years-ish. Um, and for me, I remember when I was filling out my application, because, you know, Ben, <laughs> whom I've known apparently since freshman year, I always thought we only met sophomore year. All right. But apparently we met freshman year. I think Ben... <laughs> I think I know you from freshman year, I think year, Ben <laughs> always... I... Never mind. We have different okay, memories of when matter. we actually met uh-huh. each other. But <laughs> but the thing I wanted to point out is I feel like Ben, from as long as I knew him, always kind of was interested in research. He was always, he knew he wanted to go to grad school and he knew he wanted to be in academia for at least a certain length of time. You know, when at least when you were at the University of Minnesota, things might have changed. Yeah, it's about the same. <laughs> <laughs> so that's him. And that's a lot of people I know who apply to grad school, too. But for me, I wasn't super interested in research. I wasn't crazy about research. For me, grad school was a stepping stone to getting a job in the industry that I wanted. So I wanted to work in a certain field industry in a certain position and, you know, with bachelors, it's pretty hard to do that, especially as an international student. So for me, grad school wasn't that much about, oh, my God, I love research. So I felt really lost when I was applying because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to present myself as a viable candidate. How can I say I really want to do research with this professor when I'm not sure if I even like research all that much? 
but I do. I would I do just think, like to say. All right, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. What were you gonna say? No, I do think you have a taste of research before you decided to go to graduate school. Right. Yeah, I did. I I conducted two separate research projects at undergrad, right? So I did have a taste of it, but I wasn't crazy over it, and that made me question my decision a lot during the application process because, like Ben said, it's a very reflective period.、Uh-huh. But I think having done that and having come to grad school and having been through grad school, this is my one point five years. Since I've been in grad school, I realize I actually really do like research. You know,、Damn. so <laughs> so I just want to say, you know, if you're unsure,、uh-huh. um, it's okay. If you're unsure, it's okay, and that it's a very reflective process. But you don't have to have everything figured out. Right, right, right. right. Uh huh. And I do think,、uh, in your in your personal statement, you might want to tell a.、Uh, You know, a cohesive story to just for the sake of making this essay、uh, comprehensible and, and good for your application. But for yourself,、mm-hmm. you might have a longer version of it. And、oh, I、yeah. would suggest、yeah. that this is how, actually what I've been doing for a lot of documents. Is that I, I、right. kept a sort of a master writing of whatever the document is, and they might、mm-hmm. and actually for a personal statement. The example would be: I would keep all my writings at one place, and I can generate specific personal statement for that graduate school by picking out the paragraphs and sentences that I want to use. But、mm-hmm. but whatever I throw into that master document might be the absolute honesty. Right, right. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. I mean. If you're like me and you're not hundred percent sure, definitely don't tell, don't don't say that in your personal statement. Don't be like, oh my god, I don't know if research is really my thing, but <laughs> I really want to do research. If you, you know, it's, obviously don't say that. Right, right, right. But、uh-huh. um, use it as a good opportunity to think about what you want, and then, you know, for me, then grad school also became not just a stepping stone, but for if for me, it was also a place to discover is. R and D something I really want to be doing,、mm-hmm. you know. Right. So, like Ben said, be honest with yourself, <laughs> but don't be a hundred percent honest on your personal statement. <laughs> right, right. Well, well, you're 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 trying to you're trying to create a brand, right? Yeah.、Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you don't have to lie, but you know, just certain parts of yourself highlight those parts in the application. Yeah, for sure. Yes, and you can confess to your boss once you get into graduate school. <laughs> Is that what you did? <laughs> no, I I didn't. Well, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. But anyways, we can probably move on to the next uh, uh, section criteria criterium you that you need for an application, which will be your CV or your resume. Yeah. So I guess. First of all, which one? Because sometimes they do give you the option, right? Well, I think they say slash, so CV slash resume, right? And to me, slash means parallel, right? I don't know how I don't I don't know how you interpret slash. I f- I feel like to me, slash just means that they give you the option. You could upload either a CV or a resume. 
And for me, I believe I went with the CV just because, yeah, me too. yeah, I think when it comes to academia, CVs are just a lot more common than resume. And if you have multiple research experiences and publications you want to highlight, a CV is going to allow you to do that better. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, w- w- then what's the point of keeping a, what, what's an advantage of using a resume? Well, if you're someone who's been in the industry for a long time, right, and you're trying to uh-huh. come back for grad school, then I guess your experiences, you might not have any publications or whatnot, but your experiences are going to fit better into a resume format. So think okay, about someone okay. who's yeah, been yeah, in the yeah. industry for 15 years. That's the way I've, I see it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, but um, essentially the difference between CV and resume would be, first of all, the length. is There's no length requirement for CV or right. length limitation for CV. Because CVs resume, can go on for pages upon pages. Oh, just go look up like Ted Labuza's CV. Oh my god. It's probably it's a probably book gonna already. be like a book. <laughs> I might take like two hours to get through it. But yeah, resumes right? are typically I guess one to two pages, right? Yeah, resume is I, I don't a lot of people say limit to one page. But uh, I guess okay. sometimes you can go up to two. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pella Buzas is fifteen pages. I just Googled. Oh, it's only fifteen? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was surprised too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think. Sorry. It's a so one. so yeah. So context-wise, for the listeners, um, Ted Labuza, Doctor Ted Labuza, is a long-time-standing food researcher professor. He has been mm-hmm. in so many different disciplines that researcher is probably the best word to describe her work. Yeah, his work. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Uh, he is an expert on water activity. I believe he coined the word water activity, actually. Uh, uh, maybe maybe in food, yes. Yes, and he's one of the uh. six researchers who are most highly cited in agricultural in agriculture and food science. So he's a big mm-hmm. deal, I guess. <laughs> yeah, big deal. We big took deal, his class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember. Yeah, um, yeah. but, but, but you to... don't have to... See, see, like, this is a great example. Like, you could possibly include this on your CV, but there's no room for you to include this on your resume. Right, right. I would just say if you have a lot of things to showcase, just put it on a CV. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because on a CV, you can put, you know, information about professional affiliation. So if you have IFT, Phi Tau Sigma, if you have scholarships awards mm-hmm. you can put all of that in your cv if you've attended any conferences if you've presented that can go on a cv as well yeah right? yeah, yeah for if sure if you participated in product development competitions just everything can go on a cv i feel just about anything mm-hmm. whereas with yeah, a resume yeah. it's a lot more strict so if you're you know if you're like me and you know somewhat lacking in the research experience department i like to bolster sort of my application with all these other things i was doing on campus so that all just went oh. into my cv yeah 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 right and and i feel you know the a, a cv is 
uh, sort of like a table of content of you. Right. All right. So everything is there, and for whoever's reviewing it, seeing your CV, I mean, at a very junior level, it probably doesn't show as much as say, you know, Labuza's CV. Yeah. But、um, it still gives you a chance to highlight what you want to highlight in a very、mm-hmm. concise form. Exactly,、mm-hmm. and I find like I find that a CV is also a good way to keep a master document, like a running document of everything you've done. Oh and yeah. And then, as necessary, you know, if you're applying to a job, as necessary, you can create your resume by pulling out relevant pieces and just pasting it on your resume. Mm-hmm. You have some experience of that, just the past oh, week. Oh, yes. <laughs> like I was telling Ben, I was trying to tailor my resume to give to somebody, and it <laughs> took、mm-hmm. a while to cut down my CV. But yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and I guess that basically covers it. It's pretty straightforward. Well, yeah. For CV,、mm, what do you typically start with CV other than your name and education? So. I've heard different people doing it differently,、um, but what I do is let me pull up mine. I believe I start with education, and then I go into research experience, and then after that is work experience,、um, and then I have things like awards, conferences,、um, mm-hmm. campus, and service activities. So that might include like being on the IFTSA board, or you know. Things like that, and then I think I also have a category called skills, where I highlight sort of、um, analytical skills that I, you know, that I'm proficient in. Okay.、Um, yeah. And then I have professional. Oh no, what's it called? I have personal, personal. references. So、oh, I think you do, I listed. You do have that on your CV too. I have that on my CV, but. I see. For me, it's more just a way to collect all this information. But when I actually provide my CV, sometimes I take it out. Uh huh.、Um, just depends、yeah. on、okay. what I'm using it for. Because I don't, I don't have that, and I, for some, yeah. So for some of those, I take out the skill part.、Uh, right. Depends on my audience, I guess. Yeah. But I do have,、um, but I okay, but I do put awards and scholarship. Before、mm-hmm. my research experience. Oh, you put it at the top. Yeah, I put it at the top. Okay, interesting. I th- I, th- I think the rationale I did it. I started this when I was an undergrad. I kept it this way because typically people go into your CV expect to see the research or the work experience. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna look for it. Right. Right. So, so sort of, my my guess or my concern is that if they see it and kind of glances through, and they will stop there, so they wouldn't even get to my awards、uh, and scholarships. I like <laughs>、so、how that's you. That's why、think. I put them. T- yeah, that's why I put them on the top. So right, you have to、right. get through it to see my. I don't know. Right. It, it, it might work. Might not. I, I. You never know. That's a that's an interesting point because I think that's like a point of debate for a lot of people what to put first. And the way I do it, the way you do it, I kind of imagine it being like a grocery store, right? So、uh-huh. if you're there to get vegetables, they kind of force you to go through like all these junk food and everything, and you're like, oh my god, I really need a packet of chips. Right. <laughs> and then like <laughs> you、true. know you have to go through that aisle. 
um, uh-huh. the snack aisle yeah. before you get to the vegetables and whatnot. So yeah, I don't know. Should we like call that. it? Should we call it? This is the Walmart model of CV. The Walmart model. <laughs> <laughs> the Walmart model. Give them what they come from, uh, yeah, come yeah, for, yeah. but put it at the bottom. That's a good yeah. point. Um, one other part that I have, one other format that I have heard some people say is good to use, not necessarily for grad school, but also for like job interviews and whatnot, is to highlight your skills at the very top. So, like the first section might be just skills. And oh yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah.、Uh-huh. Right. It might be、um, GCMS, Raman spectroscopy.、Uh, you know,、uh, yeah, yeah, ICPMS,、yeah. so, things like that. So, so this is probably better for a sort of a job application, or you, you can have an objective line. Oh, oh yes. Right,、yep. and just、I、to say, like、that. this is yeah, this is what I do. This is why you're seeing my resume. Right, right. Someone might put passionate individual、uh, who wants to, I don't know, advance science through blah 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 blah. <laughs> okay, that's a little too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like a one-liner to tell people what kind of opportunities you're seeking, I guess. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I do、yeah. have fun fact. I, I do have a hip version of my. What? It's like a. It's like a hip version, and I I think I would include like podcast co-host. Oh, I, I write some blogs. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I should include that too. You should yeah, send I, your CV to me. <laughs> I need some inspiration. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like that. Just I don't know. This is off topic. You probably don't want to send this to your、uh, graduate school application. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, it, it's I don't know. I feel like for me though, I feel like those are interesting things. That I want to hear about、mm-hmm. my students. Yeah, yeah. Or, or this is since Facebook is dying, Twitter doesn't show everything. You know,、yeah. LinkedIn is too professional. Yeah. I just made a document for it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. So、anyways. I guess that kind of wraps up、um, our CV and resume section. And then I think previously you mentioned、um, supplementary material. So potentially, if you're having a bad semester, let's just say. You got、oh, yeah, a C yeah, yeah. in food chemistry, you know. It's、mm-hmm. not the end of the world, right? You can explain it. Yeah, because normally application gives you an opportunity to explain for some unexpected scenarios in your life. Some,、uh, you know, stuff happened.、Um, things didn't work out. You have this chance. And if you really want to go to graduate school, and you feel that you have a strong rationale to justify what happened on other parts of your application, definitely use this as a chance to fill in the gap. Right. Maybe you were having an off semester because you had to take medical leave a lot. You know, someone、mm-hmm. passed away, etc. Like you know, life happens, and I think admission committees are also people, and they understand that. So. If you need to explain something, this is a great time to do it. Yeah, 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 and also,、uh, just sometimes you know you might have a co-authored paper or your first author paper even from your undergraduate years, and、um, it might be still in the process of getting published. On your CV, you might not have the full citation. You would have, you know, maybe it's submitted, drafting, under review. Blah blah blah, but when it's actually published or it's accepted for publication, 
you can use this supplemental window because this is going to be ongoing until probably very late in the application process or sometimes just before they announce the decision. This is mm -hmm. a window that you can constantly uploading stuff to. And oh. they will they will get a I think they will get a notice when something pops up in those folders. Right, right. And and, and together with these um, additional information, you could also sign an email as a reminder to the uh, director of graduate study who in who is in, in charge of recruitment and let them know that you have additional material in your application and these might help you to get the position. Right, right. Definitely your application doesn't just stop when you hit submit, right? There, There's that you can continually no, no, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and okay. um, just very briefly, should we talk about what happens when you submit? Or should that be yeah. a different episode? I mean, let's just talk about it now. Maybe we can cut this down to two episodes. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. So, the what happens after you submit, I think if you have a... If you have a target faculty who you probably have had some conversation, email conversation or phone calls before, definitely follow up again. Be like, hey, I just applied. And right, thanks, right. Thanks for your time. Uh, I'm, you know, looking forward to talk to you in the future, blah, blah, blah. Definitely. Yeah, I would yeah. really like to stress how important this is because unlike undergrad, we're applying to an institution a lot of time is gra in grad school, it's more like you're applying to a lab or to a professor. And a lot of times mm -hmm. they're the one who has the final say on whether you get in or not, right, into their lab. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So definitely follow up with them. Remind them that you have submitted the application mm -hmm. um, just to jog and their I, memory a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, some people even do a step further is to email the director of graduate study. This position pops up a lot in this episode. Right. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. I, and because that's the faculty member who is in charge of graduate student recruitment. Uh-huh. Right, so so also send them an email. And normally, they're more responsive to graduate, so graduate application emails just because that's part of their job. Yeah. Um, and just say very politely who you are, maybe to say that, I submit my application, uh, everything, it's a green light in the system. I think you got everything, but please let me know if there's anything else that they may require from the departmental level. And, you know, don't have to be very long, maybe just your presence of the right, email. Right, right. They're it's busy enough. people too, yeah. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think that's about it, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's And the... you just wait. And you just wait, which is... The easiest or hardest part. <laughs> Put yourself Depending in a grinder. grinder. Put yourself in a blender? Yeah. What? Put yourself in the grinder and it's just like, you have to go through the grind. Oh, right? okay. I was like, wait a minute. That metaphor is a little bit too bloody for my taste, but <laughs> oh. okay. no, I'm joking. But anyways. Um, yeah. Yes, for sure. And I think usually you hear back from schools around the same time. I believe I got my decision from Ohio State. UC Davis and Cornell, they told me um, their decision all on the same day, if I remember okay. correctly. Yeah. But some also there are coaster. some universities like Purdue, who never got back uh -huh. to me. Um, I think UMass oh, yeah. Amherst I think, I think never somewhere, got back to me. Maybe, 
Maybe it was yeah, Florida or somewhere. Yeah, got that to me. same, same with Florida. Sorry, we're we're just mentioning names. We're so small, so <laughs> who cares? Yeah, like food science, <laughs> the food science world is small. So you know, right. if you don't hear back from them, um, maybe send them a follow up email just to see where the application went. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, if it's mid March or towards the late of March, yeah, definitely yeah. do that and and. You know, the application will still be in their system, even though they don't take you. Mm-hmm. And for future um, endeavors of maybe getting admission again from the same school, that would be a lot easier. I don't think you need, you probably just have to update your application instead of starting a new one. Right, right. That's true. Uh-huh. With, yeah. with, a, with like a few semesters, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that's right. about it. Mm-hmm. That's that's a pretty solid discussion. I didn't. I thought this is gonna be boring and straightforward. <laughs> I think you know it's it's gonna take people time to go through this process. It's obviously a lot of work, but also, uh-huh. I mean, the silver lining is it's a very reflective process as well to think about what you want. Um, if you guys are an undergrad, what you want post graduation, or if you're currently working, you know, what do you want to get out from this experience, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's always and useful I, I to. Say, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that this would be a very systematic review of yourself. Yeah. And also a way, since the process normally longer than a job application. Oh yes. So so it's actually a good way to figure out your brand. Right. Figure out your personal branding as a postgraduate student, right? You, mm-hmm. you should have somewhat a, a branding of yourself. And I think in this world, especially today, we really need to, everybody needs a brand of themselves. Right. You need and, to be able to show what it is you offer, right? Mm-hmm. And how you're an asset to them. So definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. great process for that. And actually, this would be a great chance for you to do it for this application. But a lot of time, you can keep a lot of these for your future yeah. and use it when you are getting a new job, switching jobs, whatever. Yeah. And even reading back my personal statement right now, I'm just like opening up the document. Like, oh, I grew up so much. <laughs> no, exactly. That's it. It's like, wow, I can't believe I wrote that. And how it's really interesting how much my thinking has changed after one and a half years or close to two years in grad school. It, it it's, uh-huh. it's, you know, it's a written documentation of you at that point of your life. So you can always refer yeah. back to it. And it's, it's kind of like a diary entry, but, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> but back it up. Don't yes. don't lose it. Yes, for sure. Uh-huh. Well, all right then. I guess this is it for episode, I don't know, five, six, seven. Yeah, so this is going to be a few episodes possibly. We might split this into two. Yeah, but um, yeah, this is the end of Way to Graduate School. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. 